Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. Boom! This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, and welcome back to the Everyday Saturday podcast. Let's dive right in. August 17th. Hmm, August 17th. A very, very special day in our family. Let me take you back nine years ago to August 17th. It was a Sunday morning, and I was going through the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru. I know that's a shocker. Uh, And I get a text message from my wife. It's 8.30 in the morning, and she said, uh, Baby in distress, we are delivering at 10 a.m. Now, those of you who haven't been following the show that long, uh, my wife was expecting in the summer of 2014, complications started arising right around actually my birthday. I remember we went to dinner for my birthday, June 29th, and she just, uh, it started heading south. It just did. Uh, she was, we had a, we, we had a summer home in the Buffalo, New York area, packed everybody, uh, our older three kids, packed them up in the Crowley Mobile Drove back to Ohio the next day, and my wife was on bed rest that summer. And what was happening is basically losing the baby. Like, we were in labor and delivery at least three times that summer. And we were at the doctor's, it felt like, every week. I mean, it was the most stressful time ever, especially, obviously, for my wife. So we have three older daughters at the time. They were 13, 9, and 8 at the time. And our daughter, Laura, was turning 10 two days later. Uh, well, on August 12th. So on August 17th, August 17th, um, my wife was admitted in the hospital a week prior to that on August 10th. So she was in in the hospital August 10th. They didn't know she's going to be in the hospital for three months, four months. I mean, the baby's due date wasn't until December, and it's only the beginning of August. So she had been in the hospital for a week. Um, I've been home taking care of the kids. And then she sends me that text on a Sunday morning. So I rush home, go to my neighbor, say, hey, can you watch the kids? I got to get down to UC Medical Center, which is where she was at the time. And that was it. C-section, delivered our daughter Susan at one pound, uh, 24 weaker. And the doctor said, hey, stick around. You know, she's probably not going to make it through the night. Might last a couple hours. I don't know. Prior to that, excuse me, they had given us the whole laundry list of everything that can go wrong with a 24 weaker. Uh... 85% chance of a profound neurological disorder, cerebral palsy, things like that. I I was just in a daze. I mean, we were just getting that list given to us. I'm like, he goes, I hate to be Dr. Doom and Gloom, but I really got to grow with this with you because, you know, 24 weeks, it ain't looking good. So Susan was born nine years ago today, nine years ago today. And if you follow the journey, you know, know, uh, we got a couple of scary calls in the middle of the night to come down and say goodbye to her. She wasn't going to make it. She made it. She had six different brain bleeds. She had a trach, ventilator for a few years. She came home after 221 days in a hospital, children's hospital. And uh, yeah, man, we set our home up as a hospital and just took care of her. 
But August 17th was the day she was born, and this morning was her first day of school in the third grade. She turns nine years old. We're celebrating her birthday. Man, God is good, huh? Isn't God good? I mean, it's just an amazing testimony to the power of prayer. We had everybody on social media, everybody in our community praying for us, and just, man, all oars in the water. Prayers going up. And then, oh, by the way, like I said, we already had uh, three children, um, so they were in school throughout that entire ordeal. So you're talking about coming home, do homework, give baths, you know, go to different activities, lacrosse, and whatever they had going on. I, I don't even—it was all the days, man. I only remember 2014 or 2015, and I barely remember 2016 um, because just because she came home, like I said, she had a trach, we had a ventilator in the house, and. You know, we had alarms going off all the time and just noise everywhere. Uh, but we made it through. You know, we made it through. Most importantly, Susan made it through. And this kid is a straight-A student and thriving, the happiest kid you'll ever meet. So a lot of lessons learned in this journey, way too many for this short podcast. But the power of faith uh, to hand everything over to God, because I remember driving up I-71 after Angela delivered Susan. I got to now go home. And explain to my kids, hey, you got a baby sister. When can we see her? Mm, nine months from now, maybe, after she gets out of the hospital, because they wouldn't allow anybody but the mother and the father in the NICU, uh, which she was in forever and ever and ever, um, micro preemie. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was crazy. So, what about the business part? How do you get the bills paid? You know, that's wild. Just like I'm podcasting right now in my car. I podcasted from my car at Children's Hospital all the time. Brought my laptop into the NICU. Look, bills got to get paid. Um, you know, the mortgage company doesn't care what you're going through. The loan, auto loans don't care. Credit card, they don't care. Nobody cares. It's like, hey, pay your bills or we're going to take the house or take the cars or, you know, take away your credit cards. But there's... I mean, you can get on the phone with somebody if you want to. Maybe you get a sympathetic ear, but I just put my head down and kept pumping out the content, kept pumping out the podcast. I remember I flew to London to speak in on Thanksgiving of that year uh, at the end of November of 2014. Spoke at a couple other places. I think Palm Springs and Orlando. I, I believe I was in those areas. Anyway, I was still going away to speak because... You know, like I said, I had somebody has to be the breadwinner. My wife is an absolute saint taking care of the entire family back home. But these were in and out day trips. I mean, you know, arrive the night before, speak, come back. And um, man, it's just wild. I remember when I was in Orlando, it was a couple of weeks before Christmas, probably three weeks before Christmas of that year, 2014. And my wife said, they're going to trach Susan. And I was just getting ready to go on stage. And I was like, got the text message, which I should have never looked at because I had the worst, absolute worst speaking, uh, I want to call it performance, but just, you know, I sell from stage. So there was probably five, 600 people in the room and hardly sold anything. I was just dead. I, I couldn't believe that five minutes before I go on stage, I get that text message. I read it. Then I started thinking, what's it going to look like with a trach in her throat? My God, I had zero experience with that. I didn't. I've never seen anybody with a trach, you know, in person. I have no idea. And then my wife sent me a photo of it later, and I just bawled. I remember I was in the bar uh, drinking a bourbon by myself in Orlando after I spoke, wanted to be anybody, wanted to be anywhere but away from home. And I'm looking at these photos of this inflated face because her face was so swollen from the procedure, and she had this tube now going in her throat. Man, it, it just gutted me. I mean gutted me and I didn't know what was waiting for me when I got home you know 
how I was going to pray. I remember I got off the plane in Cincinnati, drove to Children's Hospital, sat by her bed and just stared at her. And I just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. This, you know, this beautiful baby now has a hole in her throat. She's got tubes going in, tubes everywhere. She had a G tube and all of that. And so August 17th of every year, man, I look back at that day and think, how in the hell did we make it through that? I mean, really, it was just so much, so much giving everything to God. Oh, this is what I was going to say. So on on the 10th of August, a week before Susan was born, that was the night that Angela got admitted to the hospital. And I remember driving up I-71 saying, I got nothing for you, God. I, I, I got nothing. I mean, I, I can't. There's, I have no, I don't even know how to get through this. I don't even know how to get through till tomorrow, you know? And I just gave it all to him. I was like, this is yours, man. I got nothing. And, you know, there's some real power in that because I know there's people listening to this podcast that don't believe in God, okay? But I do. And the reason I do is for circumstances like that because I can't control, there's, I have no control over a baby being born at 24 weeks. God does. And I know that his plan for her was the perfect plan. And I was, you know, I was prepared to get the phone call to say, Susan didn't make it through the night. Matter of fact, I was more prepared for that than going to see her the next day because I, I legit thought that was going to be, you know, one of the scenarios, a real, real scenario is going to happen. And I didn't sleep that night. And I remember going back down. I'm like, man, oh, man, this is just, you know, you can tell just by the way I'm talking. It's just so scattery. I remember, like, it's so vivid in my mind. But so many, so many emotions flood through when you go through something like that that you're all over the place with it. You know, I could go, I could tell you stories about going down there and just sitting and staring at her when you know they tried to get her to breathe and she couldn't breathe and they had to put the oxygen back on. I mean, it's just nuts, man. It's like a big emotional roller coaster. But few things business wise. Thank God I had this podcast. Thank God I had an active list of clients. Thank God I had the ability to speak like there was a stage waiting for me someplace to travel to. And thank God I took a risk back in, you know, 10 years before that and quit my job. Because can you imagine asking your boss for nine months off so you could be with your child every day at the NICU? That ain't going to happen. You know, I can't blame corporate America for that. They need you. They need you producing. That's why they pay you. So I really was grateful that I didn't have a job, that I was completely free. You know, my wife and I would Drop the kids off at school, 8 in the morning, drive down to Children's, stay with Susan all morning till 1.30 in the afternoon, drive back home, pick the kids up at school, come home, dinner, baths, homework, sports, all that stuff, wake up the next morning and do it again. And it wasn't exhausting. I know it sounds exhausting, but you're on an adrenaline rush that entire time. It's like, you know, not much changes, by the way. It's not like you go down one day and everything changes on a dime. It's just, no, she's still breathing. Yeah, I'm like, okay, all right, well, thanks. But so grateful that I had the freedom to be with her, to be with my other kids, to be with my wife, um, to be with the entire family, you know, the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all of that, to still keep the family together. Our pulmonologist told us that 90% of these marriages end in divorce that go through these circumstances, only through the grace of God. We made it through that. And, man, I'm here to tell you, uh, there's power in prayer. And... Uh, whew, it is just, it's wild. I, you know, that's just, it's just, I don't want to keep going on and on. I think it gets adjusted to the podcast. Just in a, in a crazy amount of faith, focus, commitment to yourself, to your family, to others, to your, to your business, and don't exhale 
just keep your head down. At least that's what I did. Just keep your head down, keep working, keep praying. And when you look up, it gets a little bit better. Then you can take a little bit of an exhale at the time. I think I exhaled around February of the following year because there was a little bit of an opening that she might come home. She came home on March 26th of the following year. And that's when I started to feel like, wow, okay, we can get this kid home. We can have our whole family together because she had never been home. You know, spent her first nine months of her life in a hospital. So today we celebrate our daughter, Susan, who turned nine. And August 17th is always in the Crowley house. Always, always a very special day, as are all the birthdays of my children. Okay, this one is obviously a little bit more memorable because of how it happened. So I hope it planted the seed of good soil in you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for praying for our family. If you were on that prayer train nine years ago and maybe you're jumping on right now, we will never uh, say no to prayer. It works. It really does. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Make sure you smash the five-star review on iTunes and have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.